Today's episode is sponsored by Wall Street Oasis. On this show, we talk a lot about the specific skills you'll need to demonstrate as an investment banker. But are you concerned about what your specific chances are at landing an offer? Be sure to check out the WSO Academy, a highly selective 12-week training program that can help you get the job. You'll get one-on-one mock interviews with investment bankers, courses, resume reviews, and an accountability system to keep you on track. Again, this program is highly selective, so spots will open up over time, but check out the link in the show notes and make sure you join the waitlist. You don't have to go it alone when recruiting. WSO Academy can provide the resources you need, so check them out today. All right, all right. Welcome to Investment Banking Insights. This is the only show dedicated to helping you learn both the technical and non-technical aspects of the investment banking process. Hello, my name is Alex Mason and I am your host. And I'm excited today because we're talking about a deal pitch. Now, in the last episode, we covered some general principles for what to look for or think about in a deal pitch and just defining what it is. And as a very quick recap, a deal pitch is essentially a hypothetical deal that you could attempt to sell to a client as an investment banker. So what might be a good type of transaction for your client to do, to undertake? What would add value to their company? And this could be anything from mergers and acquisitions to spinoffs to LBOs. There's all sorts of different variations or different types of transactions that can occur. But ultimately, you're in the business of giving financial advice to companies as an investment banker, right? So you need to be able to come up with these ideas and defend these ideas with facts. Okay, so now that we've covered the general principles, let's go ahead and look at a specific example Today, we're going to be looking at the acquisition of a company called Triton International by a company called Brookfield Infrastructure Partners. And this was actually part of my own personal deal pitch preparation when I was recruiting a few months ago. And uh, just one thing that we do here at Cornell for those who are um, not not aware is basically we we do a lot of practice and part of that practice is coming up with our own deal pitches for different types of groups that we're interested in and so i'm interested in one of the industries is industrials and so i came up with a deal pitch for an industrial uh, deal an acquisition basically so this company brookfield infrastructure partners is the acquirer and the company they're acquiring is triton international so ticker symbols bip and ticker symbols TRTN, respectively. Now, there's different elements of this pitch. So I won't go into the just the nitty-gritty of everything that I covered in this deal pitch, but I will cover the major points so you get a sense of what is going on and how I was thinking about this. So first of all, who are the players involved, right? We just talked about that. Brookfield Infrastructure Partners and Triton International. Now, what do these companies do? (laughs) Well, Brookfield Infrastructure Partners is basically a large pure play owner and operator of infrastructure assets. So when I say infrastructure, what does that mean? It means kind of like the building blocks, the physical building blocks of society. So think about things like 
movement of cargo or highways or trains or storage units, those kinds of things, just the the raw building blocks of the economy. So things that help facilitate the movement of storage of energy, water, freight, passengers, and also data is in this definition as well. And BIP itself is really just the infrastructure component of another firm, a parent firm, called Brookfield Asset Management, which is a huge asset management company that focuses on alternative assets and it has over 800 billion in assets under management. So a huge asset manager that I hadn't even heard about before. So that's another reason it's great to do these deal pitches is you learn so much just by digging into the companies themselves. So that's what Brookfield Infrastructure Partners is all about. It's basically a company that owns these infrastructure assets. And then as far as Triton International, what do they do? Well, they're a little bit different. They're not this kind of huge conglomerate within the infrastructure space. Triton is more focused. What they do is they lease and sell high-quality intermodal shipping containers. And intermodal, that just means like you can have it in different modes. You can have it in different configurations. So basically, shipping containers, that's what they do. They're the largest container leasing company in the world. And what they do is they work with shipping companies to form the foundation of trade in the global supply chain. So think about some goods that might be shipped from, let's say, China all the way over to the United States. Well, how does that actually happen? Well, of course, you have the companies involved with producing the raw goods or producing the finished goods, whatever it is, and then they have to get transported somehow. So there are these standard-sized containers, shipping containers, that companies like Triton operate, and they'll lease them to other companies that actually do the shipping And the goods will get loaded into the containers. They'll get brought over by boat across the world, basically, and make their way to the various different economies, with the United States being one of them. So that's kind of how Triton International fits into this broad scope of the economy. So that's what these two companies do. And you're already seeing, like, okay, these are similar types of companies in terms of the industries that they they operate in so maybe that's why they did the deal we'll get to the rationale in a moment so now that we understand what the companies are and what they do we also want to get some financial data so whether you're using FactSet or capital iq or bloomberg or some other source like even a source like yahoo finance or google finance get information about the deal so i won't list every single thing here because there's just a lot of multiples and a lot of pieces of data that you can look at that are relevant but things like what was the share price of the acquirer before the deal was announced what was the share price after what is the enterprise value of the company what is the debt to ebitda ratio of the company how much leverage does this company have What is the free cash flow of this business? Really understanding at a fundamental level, what is the profile of this business from a financial perspective? So that's what you wanna do. And then do the same thing for your target company. So for Triton, for example, the debt to EBITDA ratio at the time of this announcement was around 4.8 times. And 
enterprise value, share price, market cap, your last 12 months of enterprise value to EBITDA, for example. What are the typical industry multiples that you wanna look at? Look at your comparables too. Just gather all of the main multiples that you would wanna look at and look at those same multiples for both the acquiring firm and the target firm. So that's what you might do next. And then also, who is helping these businesses with the acquisition? Remember, there are investment banks that are helping make this deal happen. So who are they? On the side of the acquirer, Bank of America and Mizuho Securities, those are the investment banks that help Brookfield Infrastructure Partners. And on the Triton International side, it was Goldman Sachs. So that can help add some context to who's actually helping make the deal happen. Now, onto the strategic rationale. This is very important. This is basically the core of the thesis of why this deal is happening. And I wrote a lot of notes here in this part of my analysis, but just to give you a glimpse of kind of what I was thinking is like, why would Brookfield buy this company Triton? Well, Brookfield traditionally is an acquirer of infrastructure assets that are well diversified, provide stable cash flows and high margins. Triton International fits this criterion and is positioned well for growth. And so it kind of fits in naturally business model wise. And then also Triton's network of intermodal containers is the largest in the world and thus results in a strong downside protection due to its irreplaceable asset base. So what I'm saying here is Triton has a really unique profile in terms of its business model that is a dominant one. Like they're the number one leasing container, um, shipping container uh, leasing company in the world. So that's a competitive advantage right there. So that's something that is attractive. And then also the Triton's dividend, Triton pays a dividend, uh, has a all-in cash yield of over 3% at the time of this, this uh, analysis. So a decent dividend cash yield that's indicative of strong cash flow generation. So Brookfield Infrastructure Partners might wanna do this deal, at least in part, because it's a strong cash yielding asset. So those are some things to think about in terms of strategic rationale. And then some other things that are of note that I thought were, were relevant. So in terms of the, the deal, you wanna know like how much the deal is being pitched for and what the consideration is. So in this case, the premium of the deal relative to Triton's prevailing share price at the time was 35%. And so the market reacted pretty well to that. As soon as the deal was announced, Triton shares went up immediately. And they've actually held firm since the announcement date of the acquisition, which indicates that the market believes the deal will indeed close as expected. Now, if you were to see the stock price of a target spike up and then fall back down again, what would that signal? To me, that would signal that the market doesn't really have that much confidence that the deal is going to actually close, which would be worrisome. So that's a little tidbit for you there. And then as far as this deal, what the actual terms were, the consideration was $85 per share in cash total. And the way that they did this was $65 in cash plus $16.50 in BIPC Class A exchangeable shares so kind of a mixture there so the total equity investment it ended up being around one billion dollars that was about the price of this acquisition 
Uh, so the Triton shareholders, they, re they receive a certain amount of stock based on the deal. And interestingly, the Triton shareholders, they were allowed to elect what kind of way they received their cash. So they could receive a mixture of cash and stock consideration or all cash or all stock, uh, depending on whether or not the stock was oversubscribed. So other like little nuances here in terms of how the existing Triton shareholders actually receive their money. So that's kind of like the big picture. And there's more details that I went into, but I'm not going to go through every little thing here. But ultimately, this deal did close in Q4 2023. So actually just a few months ago, maybe about a month or so ago, and the deal is done. So Brookfield Infrastructure Partners now actually buys Triton. Another thing that I didn't mention in the last episode in terms of general deal pitch principles is that if possible, you want to pick a deal where it's a public company and another public company. And the reason for this is because you can actually get data on them. <laughs> With private companies, it becomes significantly harder. I mean, there's just no data directly to look at. So you have to make inferences from other data sources. So pick two public companies. And then also you want to find a deal that's still live. I mean, if the deal already happened, then it's kind of old news and it just won't be as fresh to talk about in an interview context. And so you want to find deals that are ongoing. So they've been announced already, but they haven't closed yet. And so that can be fertile ground for your deal pitches. Um, yeah. And, and the way that you do that is it, the best way, I think, is if you have access to a database like FactSet or Capital IQ, that's probably the quickest way to find these deals. And you can do things like filter by industry or deal size or country of origin, all sorts of things uh, in terms of creating a screener for yourself. But if you don't have access to that, just look, just start Googling like some of the highest profile deals out there in the market. And then if you're interviewing for a specific industry, like let's say you're interviewing to work in the aerospace and defense uh, industry of an investment bank. Well, you would want to look up what are the biggest deals that have happened in the aerospace and defense market recently. And maybe there hasn't been a lot of deals. Hmm. Well, why is that? What are the factors that would lead to low deal activity? So these are some things that you can use to fuel what you talk about in your interview, because this demonstrates that you've done your research, you're aware of what's going on in the marketplace. And not only that, make sure that you have a personal opinion about the deal itself. Like, do you think this deal was a good one? Do you think it wasn't a good one? Why or why not? Like, what would you have advised if you were on this deal? Like, that's what people want to know because guess what? When you're an investment banker, that's what you're going to be having to do is giving advice, forming an opinion and basing them on facts. So those are some tips with regards to deal pitches and some details regarding a deal pitch that I put together. I hope it was useful for you. And I'm going to be going through another example in the next episode uh, for a completely different industry. So stay tuned for that. Hope you're having an amazing, amazing day. Uh, regardless of what's going on in your life, I just hope that it's, it's amazing um, and that you're, you're excited for what's ahead. And I'm here for you, helping you learn investment banking as much as possible. This is Alex Mason signing off. I'll see you next time.